I'm a huge fan of geek culture-related shirts and clothing, so for me, BustedTees.com is a no-brainer. They have pop culture reference shirts, hats, stickers, socks, and more. And they're really cool. Like, seriously, cool. And here's the best part. You can go and grab your Star Wars or Harry Potter or video game Star Trek-themed gear, and we can get you a discount. It's actually a pretty beefy discount, if I do say so. At checkout, just enter my name, Jason, and the number 25945 in the spot where it tells you to enter a code. It's pretty obvious. You'll see it. That's Jason25945, all like one word. You'll get cool apparel, catch a nice break on the price, and you'll be helping out the show, too. So it's a win-win-win. There's a link on our website, www.themixtapepod.com, or you can just head straight over to bustedtees.com. Discount code JASON25945. Bustedtees.com. Designs that pop culture. Apparently. (laughs) It sounded like a little pathetic puppy. Who hurt you, sad puppy dog? (laughs) Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Who has a mixtape? We do. Who needs a mixtape? You do. Who makes a mixtape? We do. Who needs a mixtape? You Well, it took a while, but we fucking got there, right? Hey, everyone, yeah, we welcome back to the mixtape. Uh, I'm Jason Emmett. I'm drunk as fuck. Uh, oh, well, hey. <laughs> Already? <laughs> Damn, dude. <laughs> Gotta get the day to start off right, right? <laughs> and I'm Twisted Kid Matt. <laughs> I mean, I figured I kept fucking everything up trying to start this episode. I was like, I'm texting the guys Let's like, please ignore all my fuck-ups. <laughs> we got it. Mm-hmm. We're here. <laughs> it's great to be back. Yeah. Oh, hey guys. It's been a while, but it hasn't. It's really. been a while. Is it possible now to live life and hear somebody say it's been a while and not sing that stupid song? It's been a while. And not think of Aaron Lewis and how he's just like a super conservative guy now? <laughs> no? It's been a while since I gave a shit about anyone but myself. Oh, sorry. Isn't, isn't that the lyrics? Should be. It's been a while since I finished a concert. <laughs> I keep stopping it when people talk in the audience. Those lyrics just aren't as impactful, I don't feel like. I mean, it's probably a good, no, good thing no. he, he didn't go that way. So, yeah. yeah. Hey, everyone. How's everybody doing? Hey, uh, been kind of, this is one of those, going to be one of those kind of weird episodes where we thought of a weird idea and then put it together <laughs> because why not? Yeah. But mm-hmm. we have some really cool um, ideas in the works and things coming up. Uh, also, you're going to get a bonus episode this week, probably like tomorrow as it stands, because it's a holiday week for us. And so the uh, Twisted Kid episode that we did with Aaron 
uh, from Horrorhound Aaron Crowell from Horrorhound will be coming out. That is the the street trash movie we have talked so much about. So that'll be a bonus yeah. episode coming out this week. You should check that out. And Horrorhound is next weekend. As you're listening to this, if you're listening to this before, Horrorhound is coming up. So if you're in the Cincinnati area, you should stop by and check those guys out, man. Very nice. <laughs> Very nice. Very nice. Uh, but this uh, this week's episode is going to be a little different. Uh, more music for you, though, but interesting music, I think, maybe. Uh, but we uh, kind of started talking, and we've, we always come up with some strange ideas here and there. And uh, I was kind of like, what if we talk about fictional bands? Like, like movie and TV show bands. <laughs> we were like, these guys are like, okay, what the fuck's wrong with you? But we did it anyway, okay. so. Yeah. We're going to see how this topic goes, because uh, like, I I have a feeling that a lot of this is going to be like, oh, yeah, there was it, that band. Well, much, yeah. Yeah. We, have, we have six main ones we're going to kind of focus on, and then we're going to talk about a few others that uh, we discussed, because when kind of bringing it up, and I threw it out there to the general public to see what some of them thought. We got some cool answers from them as well, which is, you know, always fun. But just, like, to see if there's any people can come up with that. And what we wanted was, like, bands that from movies and TV shows that actually performed. And a lot of people don't know this. Like, the Monkees were a made-up band. so And then they oh, yeah. went on to become, like, an actual band. But they started I've off. I've seen them many times, actually. Yeah, they're great. The but monkeys? they Yeah, the, yep. the Monkees. They started off as a totally made-up fictional band. So, you know, actually... You saw them in person? That's, yeah. Wow. How old like, were you? Uh, God, it was like all through the 90s. Oh, yeah. Isn't that a yeah. Cindy Lauper song? Maybe. All through the, no, it's... I'm not, I'm not as familiar with Cindy Lauper's That's a bad joke. Let's just move on. If you don't get the joke, then it's, it's not going to... It's all through the night, man. Forget it. I might... I'm not cutting that out for time's sake, but I should cut that out because it's a bad joke <laughs> on my part. Um, but yeah, the monkeys were totally <laughs> fucking <A> man. <laughs> monkeys were made up. Uh, like one or two of them were actual musicians when they formed them, and like well, I think one was, and the rest were actually not. I mean, they were talented, obviously, um, and learned to be musicians for the TV show, and then went on to actually have an actual freaking band that performed and now tours and. It's very weird. Which is pretty impressive upon itself. It is. It's yeah. really cool. I have heard stories, and I don't know if it's true or not, that originally they played like like their guitars and stuff weren't real, that they were like hollowed out and somebody else played this. I don't know if that's true or not. I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I heard that too. Don't know. But that's kind of what we're talking about today, like bands and stuff that were created for movies or TV shows. But I think in almost every case here, oddly enough, maybe not. We'll get there. That they, they actually performed once they got up and stayed, so I thought that was kind of cool. Uh, let's talk really quick about our social media and whatnot. We have that. We do. Uh, first, we have a website, themixtapepod.com. You should go over there. It's an easy way to get to all of our, our, our other stuff. So, you know, probably the easiest way. But if you're not into the whole website thing, you should be because we sell merchandise on there. And we have recipes for pastry crack up on there. And if you ask nice, we'll put the surge float. I was waiting for you to up. say something about that. Yeah. Surge float. Yeah. You have to oh, create. Yeah, you right. have to create the recipe for me, and then I'll put it up, Matt. Okay. Uh, so what do you use? Like vanilla ice cream, and then a surge. Bottle of it, surge. It's literally three ingredients. Yeah, like a can of surge, uh, if it's available in cans. 
uh, or at all, because, I mean, it was discontinued for a while. But yeah, yeah can of Surge, scoop of vanilla ice cream, and a Mentos. Wow. Just like a regular Mentos down at the bottom. Who th- Like, when you guys thought this up, who thought Mentos will add to this? I don't know, but it actually did. It made it, like, it made it almost colder like, for some reason. Like, part of me wants to try it, but part of me thinks, like, this just sounds like liquid toothpaste. Yeah. <laughs> Might have been, yeah. <laughs> like, like I said, we we... We drank them whenever we ate um, our Doritos nachos. I can't remember what we called them. Um, but, yeah, we had a, a name for those two, which is literally just Doritos with shredded cheese on top, and you just broil it. You broil it? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. To I mean, I get it, dude. We did these sorts of yeah. things, too. Like, this is a high school thing, you know? It's like you came up with weird yeah, shit, and everybody exactly started when I did doing it. it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Latchkey lunches. The question is, are you still coming home and making Dorito nachos, Matt? That's the question. Am I still? Um, Sometimes. (laughs) I haven't tried that. We called nachos after a while because it just seemed like somebody named Kyle would eat it. You know. Um, That's odd. I'm not judging either. Actually, part of me is like, I wish I had some Doritos. I'd try the shit right now. The the Kyle nachos. You got to add bacon bits to it. Ooh, now see now. A little sour By the way, cream. I'm fat, everybody. If you didn't know, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a big are. fat guy. So, are, are you a big fat guy? <laughs> I'm a great big fat person. <laughs> well, aren't we all? Uh, I was told once that, you know, you, you should use Doritos for Chipotle. It's better. But I actually didn't think it was better. I actually liked the Chipotle chips to scoop my Chipotle up with. So, all that being said, we do have social media. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> uh, you can, weird ass recipes. You can get, you can get our work. merch and shit up there as well, and so you should go over and check that out. But um, that is not all that is available up there. There's also a link to our sponsor. We want to thank those of you who have um, patronized. <laughs> is that right? <laughs> sounds like or they just, just sounds like they just called up busted teas, <laughs> like humiliated them. Uh, patronize. Start talking shit to him for no reason. Isn't that weird, though? Like, oh, God, we are tangenting left and right. But isn't it weird that if we say uh, patronized, it's the sarcastic thing. If we say patronized, that means they bought there. But aren't they the same fucking word? I don't know. Anyway. Hmm. Um, linguistics. Yeah. For those of you who've went what over there the linguistics cast? and purchased something, we appreciate it. Uh, you should go over and check out bustedtees.com. That is our sponsor for this show. You probably heard a little thing uh, up front, and uh, we have a um, code, which I don't have in front of me because I'm not fucking prepared. It's my name, so it's Jason25945. If you go over to BustedTees.com and you buy something, you do actually decide to buy one of their fucking cool-ass shirts, at checkout, put that in, you get a discount. And it's actually a pretty good discount, uh, to be completely honest, and so we want to save you money. That's what we're here to do. That's actually not what we're here to do. But, uh, Matt, we also have an Instagram that Matt over there kind of helms. And uh, that is the Mixtape Podcast with, you know, the underscores between all the words, right? Yes, I think I got that right. We are on Twitter, uh, Mix underscore Tape underscore Pod over there. And, of course, we are on TikTok. And soon, very, very soon, we're working on it. Part of what held us up today is I couldn't yeah. get the video shit to work. We're uh, we're gonna be doing we're gonna be uh, all the twisted kids and and some other stuff that we do here are actually going to be on YouTube. And Matt's been working tirelessly at the YouTube shit, and he's starting to get it honed. 
into something that looks pretty cool. So um, yeah. we don't we didn't want to just release some bullshit. We want to make sure that when we do it, yeah, I mean it's still going to be bullshit. We want it to look good. <laughs> like if you have to look at our faces, at least some other interesting shit will pop up. It, it's still going to be bullshit. It's just going to be bullshit yeah. that looks decent. <laughs> It'll just be bullshit in color. Yeah, yeah. with cool effects. Yeah. Um, but still, you know. You'll actually see Billy Squire whenever we fuck up what we're trying to say. Yeah. Which we're working on. So, hey, uh, one of the things I do want to say is I kind of want to remind you guys is like all the music we talk about here on the show, all the bands we talk about, um, the people we interview, do yourselves and do them a favor. Go over and check some of this shit out, you know. Go kind of listen to some of the music we talk about and and uh, yeah. check out the band. <laughs> Are you doing your Rob Zombie? <laughs> yeah, I was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Never going to get that image out of my head now of you saying he sounded like a race car going by. That's all I'm going to ever hear. But yes, as always, please go check out the people we talk about on this show. You should, because it's good. That's why we put them on here. Until we do the yes. worst songs of the 90s, worst songs of the 80s. But we probably even like that <laughs> shit, too. Um, no, so there you gotta go. Put up a playlist for that. Oh, we—it's on our list. <laughs> it's oh, most definitely oh, on our mixtape. That one's list. gonna be fun because I got a few mm-hmm. songs already. Oh, and to kind of let you guys know, uh, all you guys out there in podcast land, um, most because I do get feedback, which we love, and I want you guys to keep giving me feedback about bands and songs you think we should add to list. But sometimes and do it because sometimes we're planning a part two, and we may use some of those for the part two. So just know that as well. Um, you can leave us a voicemail too, Matt. You want to give me that phone number really right quick, sir? Sure will. Hey guys, if you'd like to call us, oh my God, I don't you can know call us by picking up your phone and pressing the following numbers: five one three four three seven two three seven seven. Again, that is five one three Herad seventy seven for all your mixtape needs. <laughs> I don't know why I let him do this every week. <laughs> I don't know why you do either, but that, that one, that was a good, clear, crisp one, too. You could cut that and just, <laughs> just play paste it, it in. All right. Every time. So, I, I should. I might. But <laughs> well, go for it. I give you my permission. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Like I ever asked. <laughs> like, like I never need your permission before. Yeah. You see, I this am just like, can't sue you. Of the show. He can't okay. what? Sue me? He can't sue you. Yeah. Because I got his verbal permission. Yeah, you got it recorded, yeah. so. Yeah. 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 Oh, man. Yeah, I've never asked permission. I have all the power when it comes to this. Of course, I need to stop that because he's going to have all the power with the video. (laughs) (laughs) At the push of a button. Just make me look pretty, man. I know it's a lot of work, but try. I'll add some, like, glitter background or something to your camera. Ooh, do that. That's awesome. Probably could. So this week. Probably could. Probably could. As soon as we got the green screens. (laughs) Unlimited power. There you go. (laughs) God. This week. We're going to talk about fictional bands that delivered music that actually kind of rocked. All right. So tonight we're going to talk about the good and the bad and the fluffy. Yeah, I said fluffy because that's going to happen. Ooh. We're going to educate your band and their music uh, uh, on the bands and their music. But of course, we would love to hear from you guys out there. If we miss anybody or who some of your favorites are, please let us know. But tonight's going to be a little bit shorter one. We have six bands we're predominantly going to speak about and then we're go- we'll go into a couple of uh, sort of honorable mentioned bands um, which is kind of cool but we're going to start with this band right here who I don't think 
if you're going to be talking about fictional bands from television and movies, you you can't like all of these. You can't really ignore, but you definitely can't ignore these guys. I mean, if you're going to talk... keep hearing Rock This Way. <laughs> Anybody else? No, I, I was hearing the Fraggle Rock theme song. Personally. Well, of course you were hearing the Fraggle Rock theme song, man. This is this is Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem Band. Oh, yeah. okay. I did not recognize yeah, this is, that. Yeah, that, that clip was from Can You Picture That by Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem Band. So it would make sense that you hear some Fraggle Rock in there. Cause, uh, yeah, if I was Aerosmith and Run DMC, I would sue their asses. Off. Well, this was 1975. <laughs> oh, oh well, I think it should be yeah. The other way so Aerosmith, mm. yeah. they actually debuted what on the pilot uh, for the Muppet Show in 1975, and of course we all know they were the house band for the Muppet Show uh, with the personalities and appearances inspired by prominent like real life rock musicians and jazz performers. So they took real life musicians and and jazz artists to create this band. They used them as the inspiration. Uh, following the Muppet Show, they have appeared on various Muppet films and television specials and have also recorded album tracks and covered a bunch of songs. So the band itself can consists of Dr. Teeth on vocals and keyboard. Animal, a.k.a. Spank Dog. Yeah, a.k.a. Spank Dog. Animal on drums, Floyd Pepper on vocals and bass. Like, oh, my God, Janice on vocals. That was the worst Janice ever. <laughs> like, so for good. sure. Um, uh, Janice was on vocals and lead guitar, and Zoot was on saxophone. In season five of the show, Lips joined the band on trumpet, Dr. Teeth. Um, sorry, on the trumpet. So Dr. Teeth was actually based on New Orleans music, musician John, uh, Dr. John, I'm sorry, Animal is based on uh, an amalgam of um, common stereotypes about rock drummers. So they actually took all the, like, you know, they always, they're always the grungy, crazy ones, right? And they kind of took it and created Animal. Um, so you could probably guess this, but Janice was an homage to Janice Joplin in name alone. And she actually bore a resemblance to Mary uh, Travers of Peter, Paul, and Mary. So she was. Uh, yeah, I can see that. Okay. She was taken. Her looks were taken from um, Mary Travers, and then they gave her the name Janice as an homage to Janice Joplin. So Floyd Pepper, um, Floyd is the one who sings lead most often. Um, his name and the pink color uh, are an homage, uh, homage to uh, the band Pink Floyd. So oh. the fact that they made him pink and named him Floyd is actually based off of Pink Floyd. Um, he's also. Uh, They've, they've also attributed uh, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band to part of his creation as well. And then Zoot, the sax player, his name refers to the 20th century saxophonist Zoot Sims. And per designer, body er- per designer Bonnie Erickson is modeled after Latin jazz artist Gato Barbian. I don't know who that is, but still pretty cool. like Miles Davis to me, but... Yeah, yeah I mean, I'm sure, I, I'm sure that multiple people inspired them i'm i'm sure mm. that they did the the dr teeth and the electric mayhem band was always a really cool part of the muppets man they were just always a lot of fun when they got introduced 
Um, and just to give you a little uh, kind of cool update on them, The Muppets Mayhem is a new series about the Electric Mayhem Band and was ordered by Disney Plus this March. Uh, the series will be developed by Adam F. Goldberg, Bill Beretta, and Jeff Yorks. Um, and it's going to star Lily Sine and Taj Maori. So, huh. could yeah. be pretty cool. I like Taj Maori, actually. Um, Whoa. <laughs> I just found a uh, side-by-side of Dr. Teeth and Dr. John. And yeah. They, they, pretty they accurate. definitely nailed it. <laughs> Did they? <Yep. laughs> so. thought that was really cool, though. Um, growing up, man, they were, they were always... They were always like the less creepy version of like the showbiz pizza. And <laughs> like to me, yeah. I don't know why I always thought that, but like they were. Speaking of which, there's this dude. I'm tangenting again. There's this guy on TikTok that apparently owns like the showbiz pizza characters, and he programs them all the time to sing other songs. It's very oh, weird. No, 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 oh. sir, 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 sir. There's a full-on documentary about this. Is there really? Really? Yes. It's what? called Rock of Fire Explosion. Well, the, yeah. I always and see the TikTok in, videos. Uh, it might be. It might be up on YouTube. All but right. in Kansas City, for a, for a brief time, uh, pre-COVID, uh, we'll say, for a brief time, there was an old showbiz pizza that turned into a Chuck E. Cheese and then turned into this bar um, where the guy had brought in the animatronics, and he did that exact thing where he had them play... Oh, then it like must be clips songs. because they're on like a full ass stage and stuff. And I'm like, Oh yeah. No, they, they like, yeah. And he will well, so program the whole so, thing. Yeah, yeah. And they play, he programs different songs now and it's up on TikTok. You'll see clips of the videos. Yeah. It's, it's, it's yeah, eerie. I just looked it up on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. This is fucking creepy. It is eerie. Yeah. It's like, how did it's, we ever like but, that shit? But there's nothing, nothing better than seeing, you know, the rock of fire explosion performing miss new booty. So. Yeah. That's what I mean. He was playing, they play yeah. some crazy ass songs. It's weird because oh, like CeeLo uh, Green participated oh, yeah. with them as well. That's really That's cool. Weird. I'm gonna have to mm-hmm. check that out, man. No, it's like we we went there as kids and loved that shit. Now I'm like, that's just fucking creepy. But that's yeah. what I said. The Electric Mayhem band isn't creepy. They're actually fun and you know yeah. talented. So the musicians behind them that that are actually playing the music are, are very talented. So always been a, a really fun and great kind of band. Um, you know, uh, just a little forewarning um, for anybody trying to look these guys up on YouTube. Once you you know, see, you get clips of Rock of Fire explosion, but you also get clips of the Challenger explosion as well, which is pretty weird. Up. Wow, yeah, <laughs> that's really bizarre. And uh, thanks yeah, for the warning. I guess. That's yeah, a, <laughs> heads up. It could have been Big Bird. You know, bringing it back to the Muppets. <laughs> what? <laughs> Big Bird was supposed to be on the Challenger. Really? Yes. Damn. I didn't know that. You <laughs> didn't? Okay. No, he just kind of blew my mind. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was, uh, Big Bird was supposed to go up on the Challenger as like an ambassador. And, uh, dude, that would have, that would have fucked kids' minds up. Yeah. Oh, my God. Taking his kid to go see, uh, all the puppets. Oh my God, guys! We are not going to go. Would have been so fucked. I am up. not going to go off onto the super dark tangent. But if you guys recall, please do. And you guys were no, we're not. But <laughs> you guys were you were quite a bit younger. Um, but after the Challenger blew up, there were a lot of NASA jokes, Ooh. like a lot of NASA jokes. 
and I can't. They were all in good taste, though, right? Nope. All of them. And I can't Everyone imagine yeah. the jokes that would have come out had Big Bird been on that as well. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Got dark. It got those those jokes did get dark, and everybody at home that it remembers them like right now the, is going, "Oh yeah, I remember all those jokes." So yeah, it would have been like Ooh, that scene that would have bird turns blue and follow that bird. It's that like would have super sad and depressing. Traumatized people like big time, man. Like yeah. my, I was a kid, like in a classroom. Was bad we, enough a teacher was there, dude. We rolled that, yeah. we rolled that in to our classroom. We watched that in our classroom. I'll never forget it. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I think I was not you like how I old said enough that. for that to have been a thing. No, I was young, man. So you would have been real young. But you like how I said that, right? We rolled it into the classroom. <laughs> Just that'll that'll let you know. Yep, <laughs> we had to roll yep. the TV bring, in on the TV in the AV cart. cart. Yep. yep. Yeah. Yep, I remember those. Hey you guys get excited. were watching Mr. Wizard. Yeah. You'd get excited. No, we, this was pre-Mr. Wizard. <laughs> and actually, it was about the same time, to be honest. I guess yeah. it was. But uh, you'd get really excited when they rolled that card in. And you're like, yeah. And then they'd top load the, the VHS player. You know? Like, <laughs> hey, guys, we're going to watch the Challenger explode today. Like, oh. <laughs> well, they didn't say it like yeah, that. Yeah, they didn't know, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah. Oh. They were in the dark, you know, just as you know, much as we were, dude. Yeah. That's a perfect segue. Had they to the known next song. and still rolled it in, been like, but the magic hey ran away with it. We just lost no. the segue, Matt. Lost the segue. Oh, Kevin said we were in the dark, and then I was like, ah, next song, perfect. Yeah, we were hang in the on. dark, much like Eddie and the Cruisers were on the dark side. Whoa, whoa, hang on. Okay, you've what? just blown my mind. That is from, that's a fictional thing? <laughs> yeah, that's Eddie and the Cruisers, man. 1983. They play that on the classic rock station in Kansas sure they City do. all the time. So I, I had no idea. So that's on the dark side uh, from the movie Eddie and the Cruisers, from the fictional band Eddie and the Cruisers, 1983. It's a musical drama filmed with a sequel. Um there was a sequel that was not that good called Eddie Lives. came out in 1989. So you didn't know that. That's pretty cool. The band is actually... I had no uh, idea. So we'll get into who actually performs it. Um, it's it's John Cafferty who, who you hear singing. Uh, but the movie is kind of eerie if you've ever watched it. So what the movie is about, dude, is there's it's about a documentary. Um, there's a uh, television, television reporter... Uh, who's investigating the mysterious dis- disappearance of cult rock star Eddie Wilson, right? So Eddie was this Eddie and the Cruisers were this uh, band that were just starting to take off, and then one day Eddie just disappears, and everybody assumes he like drove his car into this off off a bridge, and it's like a documentary about the band, right? It kind of the documentary is okay. following the the rise and fall of the band. Um, so what's really I've always cool, heard about the movie, I've just never seen it. Yeah, all the, the way through. They okay. should have never done a sequel. The sequel just didn't work. So the real cool thing at the end of Eddie and the Cruisers, like the documentaries on TV, and there's a guy standing outside a like shop watching it, and he turns around. He's got like a full beard, but it's obviously Eddie. He like faked his own death because, you know, freaked out. So doing a sequel didn't really work that well, but they tried. Um, what's really cool is the actors uh, for the movie actually practiced and played together, and like they would get up on stage and perform together to prepare for the movie, um, which I thought was really cool. Um, 
So they uh, the director of the film, David or Martin Davidson, actually hired Kenny Vance and of uh, of Jay and the Americans to help set up the band for the film. They really wanted a, a very Bruce Springsteen, Bruce Springsteen Jersey kind of sound. Um, yeah. So they ended up finding John Cafferty and the Beaver Brown Band, um, and they, Ooh. yeah, okay. So that's who you actually hear play uh, "Dark Side" and all the music for Eddie and the Cruisers. So uh, the I song, legitimately hear that song. Like, sure, you do, man. It was huge. Um, it was a number one hit song on on uh, on Billboard. So it made for a movie, but it was massively huge. Um, There's actually a couple of of uh, songs off the movie that hit the charts. Uh, they did another single, I think it was called Tender Years. They hit like number 31 on the charts. So the movie or the song became just as big, actually probably bigger than the actual movie. And a lot of people probably are not aware that Eddie and the Cruisers is a fictional band and they hear on the dark side and they probably think exactly what you thought, that it was a real band. But nope. I mean, wasn't. like literally here we are, what, like 40 years later? Yep. And they're like, like I, like I said, they legitimately play it all the time, like to this day. I mean, it is a real so band. I had I in the I background. I had no idea that was from a movie. Yeah. So yeah, Eddie and the Cruisers, man, you should check it out. It's a, it's a pretty good flick. I remember back in the day when I was young, it was on. Uh, it was one of those that was always on cable, so I saw it a bunch of times. But uh, yeah, it's it's a pretty fun movie. It's like I said, it's documentary style. A couple of the movies we'll talk about today are kind of documentary style. Obviously, um, not just movies, TV shows. <laughs> TV show bands, there's a documentary style one too. Um, but Eddie and the Cruisers is a really cool movie. Just don't bother with the sequel because it's garbage. And it kind of takes all the fun out of the first one. Although you're still not supposed to know if it's actually Eddie or just some Eddie lookalike. But it's ridiculous. So the next one on the list uh, might be one of my favorites on the list. Um, this movie was uh, so much fun. And I remember, we'll get into it, but I remember getting to see this with my mom and that added to it. And I'll explain why after, because of the era that this film was set in. But here's the next one on our list. one of the greatest movies of all time by the way okay it's a great movie it is a really good movie um this the soundtrack is, is amazing too <laughs> yes the soundtrack's great that's the thing about the okay so this is obviously the wonders um that thing you do from the film that thing you do which uh you might know them as the oneaters the oneaters oh my or god captain geach and the shrimp shack shooters <laughs> yes captain geach and shrimp shack shooters who are some of your inspirations captain captain geach and the shrimp shack shooters um, Steve Zahn is so good. Actually, everybody's good in this movie. In yeah. this movie, um, and there are so many things that. So this is from 1996, by the way. Uh, this movie was written and directed by and stars Tom Hanks in his feature writing and de- directorial debut. Um, so as we know, this this tells the story of the rise and fall of a fictional 1960s one-hit wonder pop band, The Wonders. Um, what makes it so cool is when I go, I, I saw this film with my mom who, you know, was born in the fifties and was like a huge 
you know, uh, into the Beatles and all the Beatlemania and all these bands from the 60s. So we had a big lengthy discussion about, like, the point of this movie and how this was so realistic. Like, how realistic this was for bands in, in that era. To the degree that Ethan Embry never even gets a fucking name. He's just the bass player. Yeah, his player. name in the in the credits it's TB player. Yeah, TB player, the, the bass, bass player. player. Which is that that's what they talked about. They're like bass players never got like in the '60s. You didn't know who they were. Like it yeah. was just so like uh, this movie like followed what the rise and fall of a '60s band, like a one hit wonder band, and uh, everybody's so good in it. And yeah. you had all these up and coming actors in this film. And Tom Hanks just kills it. Like, Liv Tyler's... I mean, this movie was so good. Um, yeah. And like you said, the music was fantastic. I had the... Uh, I had the Kasingle. <clears throat> I had the Kasingle of this, yeah. Oh, Kasingle. Yeah, yeah, went out and bought the Kasingle. They get brought up about once every other episode. <laughs> we should do a show strictly on Kasingles. Kasingles we owned. <laughs> yeah. We're going I'll to explain the, the history of the Kasingle <laughs> tonight on the Mixed Day Podcast. They put um, like two songs on it. There you go. Whole history. <laughs> uh, so the the music, plastic. The, the music was for this was written and composed um, by Adam Schleisinger, uh, bassist for the Fountains of Wayne and Ivy, and released on. That makes so much sense. Which, by the way, R.I.P. Oh, really? That sucks. Yeah. That. COVID. Oh, damn. Oh, really? That really sucks, man. Yeah. That yeah. really, really sucks. It was it was fairly recently. Like it was a, a pretty big deal whenever that happened because yeah he'd been involved in a lot of like late night talk shows and things and yeah that uh, blows yeah. man I didn't know that yeah. thanks for bumming me out dude yeah. Yeah. no it it does really suck um, yeah but what doesn't suck is the song I mean the song right. the song became a genuine hit for a fake band man it it, it peaked at number 40, 41 on the Billboard Hot 100, number 22 on the adult contemporary charts, number 18 on the adult, adult top 40, and 24 on the top 40 mainstream charts. It's kind of amazing when you consider it's a song that totally feels like a 60s song. Like, this could have been a Beatles song or, you know, a monkey song. Like, it could have been any of this stuff, and it wasn't. It was a fictional band, and everybody loved it, and, you know... The track itself was actually nominated for a Golden Globe um, and an Academy Award for Best Original Song. So I think that's cool. Do you know who Mike Viola yeah. and the Candy Butchers are? I do not. Of the Candy Bur- Butchers? Uh, well, he provided the lead vocals. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know either. Um, the soundtrack album released under the Playtone name in conjunction with, with Epic Records What's cool about that is Playtone was the fictional company they created for the movie, and then they used that when they actually released the album, which is also really cool. Uh, But the soundtrack was, like you said, it was a huge hit. The soundtrack hit number 21 on the Billboard Hot 200 album charts, um, which is also also really cool. So anyway, I just thought it was really neat. Um. But yeah, I loved this movie when it came out, and I still love it today. This song was great. I went out, and I'm like, you got to figure, this is 1996, so I'm like 20 years old-ish. Um, and I like ran out and bought like this freaking single, you know? So it was a yeah. huge deal. And, yeah, I uh, had the soundtrack, and most recently I bought the director's cut Blu-ray of, of the film, and that's the one with the 
whole subplot of uh, Tom Hanks's character that got cut out. Really? Of the original film. Yeah. That's kind of cool. I have to check that out. I wonder if that would add to yeah. it or take away from it, though. What do you think, Matt? I haven't watched the full director's cut of it, but from what I understand, it, it involved uh, Tom Hanks's character being gay back in the 60s. Oh, well, it might be kind of interesting then. Yeah. His, his character, but he doesn't get a lot of character development, but I don't know that he's supposed to. Because he's yeah. he's like the manager, right? He's the guy that just yeah, he's sort of basically just it. running the whole machine. Yeah. yeah, that which I mean, like literally, they have the scene in the movie. I could talk about this movie for hours, <laughs> and we won't. But um, but they got the scene where they're just like going to like state fairs or whatever, and you got like thirty bands, and they all get up and they play their one song right. and get off the stage for the next one. Right. And it like I I wasn't around for that era, but. It, I kind of wonder if that was a real thing that sure happened. Sure it was. Yeah, absolutely it I mean, was. It had to have been. They would go on tour so, with these other um, artists under the the the, um, the label, and yeah, you were famous yeah. for that hit, and you would get up and play that hit because that's what people wanted to hear. So, yeah, Which is... Get off the stage and move on. Again, we won't go into a huge tangent, but which is... Uh, I forget his name. What's the lead singer in the movie? Anyway, oh, shit. the movie focuses on your 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 yeah. main character is actually the drummer the guy who quits by singing. I quit. I quit. I quit. I quit. Um, but see, that's the point. That's he hates it because yeah. he doesn't want to just be known for this one hit, and it really pisses him off that they have this hit. You know, and he and he doesn't like that. He wants to be something else. So that's kind of part of the plot of the movie actually it's a great movie you guys yeah. should check it out if you it haven't is. seen it it's really good yeah um, jimmy and what i yeah that's it that's right and what i didn't what i mentioned is that you know playtone records became a real thing it's a real label that tom hanks created after this movie tom hanks was the he actually created the label playtone as well and then uh it was done for films and stuff they used um playtone records to for other films so bring it on um, I think Toy Story. Playtone. I'm just kidding about the Toy Story. I was, was going to say, I was like, really? I'm, wow. <laughs> I was shocked a little for a second, too. Uh, but I think the Sopranos actually used Playtone records. Oh, yeah, when that, so, oh damn. Well, yeah. now I've got to rewatch the Sopranos for the 10th time. <laughs> See what I do. I've never watched it, man. Neither have I. Ooh, if you love I, I know you like Sopranos a lot. I know you do. And I've always, I've oh. just. Oh, you know. oh, side oh. tangent. Uh-oh. Side tangent, this will be quick. Uh, I just watched Top Gun for the first time. Yeah, I know. You said that yesterday, and I said yeah, I'm not a movie. Yeah, it's a movie. Thank you. <laughs> I, now I hear the I, new ones. I do not see the hype. I, did, I, don't, I, I never did either. I never did either. I did a double feature. I watched Hot Shots right That one I see the hype much for. Much better time. <laughs> so, of course yep. you did. But, um, but also, I'm going to do another double feature in the future. Hot Shots Part 2 I'm going to watch Maverick? Rambo for the first time. Uh, oh. Uh, and then watch Hot Shots wait, wait, Part 2. You're going to watch what? First Blood or Rambo? First Blood. First Blood is wonderful. I have never seen, but I own every Rambo film. I'm sorry about some of the sequels, but First Blood is fantastic. And I have also heard, I have not seen Maverick, but I hear Maverick is actually a really good movie. But I never... We're going to go see it yesterday. I never understood the hype of, of, of... Top Gun either, man. It just never did yeah. anything for me. And then they made Top Gun in race cars called Days of Thunder, which is the same exact movie. Yeah. They just put them in a race car. I never got yeah, it sounds, either. Sounds about like it. But I hear Maverick is much, much better and that I would probably like it. So I'm going to have to watch it at some point. So, so. 
this is the conversation that went down yesterday. All right. So yesterday, you know, to put a little bit of a time save on this episode, um, movie tickets were three dollars. Yeah, yeah. Yesterday was a three dollar movie theater thing. Yeah. So Connie wanted to go see a movie, but there was nothing really out that we wanted to see necessarily. Mm-hmm. That was like a standalone movie. Everything that we would want to see was a sequel, or you know. You should have called whatever. me, man. I know I could have told you all the good ones out right now. Oh yeah. Well, I, I hear Bullet we Train. We were going to go see Thor: Love and Thunder, which I actually really like. Until like really late at night. I hear Bullet. Uh, I haven't not seen Bullet Train yet, but I hear that it is a lot of fun. Don't expect great story. Expect yeah. fun ass action. And I hear Beast is pretty good. That's kind of what I was hearing too. And Idris so, Elba punches a lion in the face. What more do you need? Oh hell yeah! So it's like the great <laughs> you know, Liam Neeson punching wolves. Yeah. Um, okay, so what we were going to do was she's like, okay, well, what do we want to see? I'm like, well, we could see Top Gun Maverick, but I've never seen Top Gun. We could see, um, oh my god, what's the other one we were going to see? Oh, Spider Man No Way Home. Yeah, is still out. Yeah, we were going to go see that, cut. but I would need to see um, Far From Home first. Yes, like I need to get caught up on some things. So she was like, well. Okay, if you want to go see Top Gun Maverick, but you've never seen Top Gun, you should watch it because I own it on Blu-ray. I uh, got it for five bucks at Walmart because you know I'm not gonna spend more money than that on something I haven't seen. You know, even if it's Top Gun, widely regarded as uh, as I called it the unfunny hot shots. And <laughs> so, except for that scene where Goose, it's it's pretty fun. Yeah, I I watched it and spoiler. Yeah, there was a there was a few things in there that I was just like, w- wait, what? Like, shit just happens in that movie. Like, yeah. there's no real reason. No, it's like, oh, I'm gonna try to hit on this girl. Let's all start singing an Everly Brothers song. Okay, yeah. great, cool. Hey, let's go play fucking shirtless volleyball playing, wearing jeans. Playing with the boy. And then he asks to take a shower like three fucking times within the next five minutes. <laughs> But like, it's just I will say one thing about that movie um, is that it will lead us into a show topic we will do at some point where we talk about where movie we will soundtracks. where we will battle out. We are going to take I think three people um, that I've come up with in my head to fight to see which one we think is the undisputed champ of movie soundtrack uh, soundtracks as oh. far as artists oh. go. Kenny Loggins, because Kenny Loggins uh, did Kenny Loggins, so much. Michael Sambello. There's a couple, and, uh, and we'll we'll uh, bring them on, and we'll we'll discuss who we thought who was Stallone. like the undisputed. No, we're not just Frank Stallone. Oh, I thought you were talking. <laughs> like, listen, just, just because he's saying <laughs> Drinkenstein doesn't <laughs> doesn't fucking count for rhinestone. <laughs> Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> Who knew? I was referring to Rocky, but okay. <laughs> no, Frank Stallone. Yeah, but no, like people who just were like there were a couple people that did soundtracks for like everything. But I don't know that yeah. anybody can beat Kenny Loggins, man. Well, we won't get into yeah. it right now. But which that was another thing they played fucking Danger Zone like four times in the movie. Yeah, yeah. I was like, wow, couldn't he have written a couple other songs? It's like, Matt's take on uh, Top Gun. <laughs> they yeah, get their money's worth. I don't disagree yeah. with you, man. Uh, also, um, another quick side tangent related to Top Gun. I will be going on uh, Not a Bomb very, very soon. Not a Bomb podcast. And yeah. I'm pretty sure that I'm going to be getting shit for not enjoying Top Gun as much as they do. Yeah, well, they can call me if they want to talk. I don't, I've never liked it either. Actually, yeah. I've gone on record many, many times as saying until the 90s, I didn't like 
any of uh, Tom. I did. I was not a Tom Cruise fan until the nineties. Cocktail might be one. Wait until it gets got fully in depth into Scientology. It's really weird, man. That one of my first kind of like handsome Quasimodo. Yeah, I see that. That's good. (laughs) He's got like a droopy eye, but somehow it makes him handsome. But I, it's weird. Isn't it weird? People hate Cocktail, but I love Cocktail. And then it was like every like I love uh, Mission Impossible. Like another fictional band, the Beach Boys. What? What? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Um, By the way, spoiler for things ahead. Spoiler for things ahead. The Beach Boys cocktail Kokomo might be on an upcoming episode like the next one. Oh, hell yeah. Anyway, uh, let's get back into this show's topic. We have a couple more bands to talk about. This next one, I I have a feeling you guys have never seen the movie. And if you haven't, I'm going to highly recommend you check this movie out, especially you, Kev. I think you will love it. But, Matt, being that you appreciate music and musicians and the idea of these smaller bands, um, I think you would probably appreciate this film, too. But here's our next song. So this is must really really familiar. This is Mustang right. Sally from the 1991 film The Commitments, which is a fantastic oh, movie. Oh yes, I've hang, seen that movie. That movie is awesome as hell. So okay, so you know that you know the place Knuckleheads that we talked about, sure. where the Toadies are going to be playing. Yeah, um, they do an open mic thing where people can just get up on stage and have just like a jam session. Like somebody go, hey, I'm going to play guitar, and they just sit down and play guitar. Somebody will sit in on drums. Mustang Sally, I have heard that song so many well, times. Did, yeah, this this from people. Mustang Sally is a, is a this isn't the commitment song. It's a real song. <laughs> the, okay, so yeah, so the movie's they, about they a band it for the movie. Yeah, the gotcha. movie's about okay. a group of people that get together. It's uh, it takes place in Dublin, Ireland, and it's about a group that gets together to do like these like they're a cover band essentially, um, and it it tells the story of them. Uh, it, He's okay. So um, Jimmy is this guy in the movie. He's he's this like loves like um, old style music, like the, these kind of songs. So he wants to put together this like soul band, right? And uh, he gets these the group of people together, and they create this band, and like they're kind of like a flashpot success. And then of course it's kind of the rise and fall, which is pretty common in a lot of these. Um, mm-hmm. But the movie is fantastic. It uh, and it is. Some, it's on YouTube now. Is it? I I yeah. It's it's really good, man. I remember we sat and watched this one night, like when it came out on on video, and we just like sat down. And we we're like, oh my god, this movie is so good. Um, the music in it is fantastic, and uh, you know, it, again, it's just about like how this group of like young twenty somethings get together, form this huge soul band. Boom, they're kind of big for a minute, and then they kind of break up, as bands often do. Um, the the album release for this movie um, reached number eight on the Billboard 200 album chart, um, and it actually went triple platinum. And then they released a second album, and that one went gold. So, you know, the music in this movie alone is worth watching it, which is, I think a lot of it might, like, I wonder if a lot of it for me isn't, I didn't, Matt, you were in bands. I was never in a band, but I grew up with parents in a band, and and you know, 
I recall in that band, while their band never broke up, they did a cover band, um, 70s cover band, and their band never broke up, but I remember them going through um, a couple of bass players, as it were. Mm -hmm. Uh, Bass players are always hard to keep. (laughs) I don't know what it's all about. I may Um, or may not have been the bass player. (laughs) For my mom's band. (laughs) I remember when Matt. Yeah, just for your mom's (laughs) band. I remember when Matt was the bass player. um, and uh, the bass player in every band I was in, actually. Yeah. I, and, and uh, yeah, it's usually the bass player's fault of why they break up. So, well, no, and there's they just went through a couple of bass players and then two drummers. They, uh, the first one he ended up I'm just it, saying I was the problem. It wasn't that he was, he just ended up moving. <laughs> but so I think that being that I was around these sorts of bands, these sorts of cover bands, like, and of course, that's who I watched this film with. And it was another one of those things that. I don't know, but the music, again, is incredible, which is something, a reoccurring theme. You'll see, like, when people put these films together, they know. There is one that didn't make our list because of when it came out, and I really wanted it to be on the list, but, you know, we try to stick to certain eras. Um, But I, I wanted to talk about Almost Famous <laughs> because <laughs> the music in it is so freaking good, right? And I don't. No, if you it guys really good. Um, so not only was the movie released after the era we cover, but yes. it's based on an era before we cover. No, it's it's, it's based in the seventies. We don't really talk about the seventies. We though, do though. So. We do sometimes. And when trust yeah. me, um, when my dad's on the show, we're actually going to hit late sixties because he came up with a song and I didn't want to take it off. But yeah, um, yeah, telling your dad like, nope, doesn't doesn't work. <laughs> well, I already like, did. I'll actually, do what I want. <laughs> I, I already did, and. Um, I didn't want to keep making him change his damn songs up because I felt bad. Uh, but what's really cool, if you don't know this, about um, one of the reasons why the music in Almost Famous is so good is because Nancy Wilson like wrote all the music for the movie. So that if you anybody go, ever like the only song anybody ever remembers is Tiny Dancer. I remember Fever Dog. Hold me closer, Tony Danza. I remember Fever Dog very well. Thank you. (laughs) Fever Dog. It was an actual track that got released. So, Um, Almost Famous was one of those I I really would have loved to have talked about. Um, But, you know, it was from 2000, so we don't really get into that a lot. But my point is, is this, when you get these, these, movies that get created and the, the the smart ones go find like actually very talented people to write people from the era to write the music and then people to perform the music and it I don't know it's just pretty cool so there you go um, yeah because I don't know if you know this but um, uh, she's married to Cameron Crowe and Cameron Crowe this uh, almost famous really? was a semi-autobiographical film about him about Cameron Crowe I mean some of it was made up but like a lot yeah. of it was made up, but it was based off things that really happened to him when he was young. And, uh, yeah. So anyway, check it out. If you haven't seen almost famous, a lot of you probably have, but if you haven't, you should watch it. And, and you know what else was made the list? Rock star with Mark Wahlberg. Have you guys seen that movie? <laughs> no. Yeah. It was a no and a yeah. The guy that the movie was based on in uh, person. Really? Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know that it was him until they, they announced who he was. Again, uh, I went and saw the band Killswitch Engage, and he was playing guitar for them at the time. Uh, their other guitar player, Adam, had uh, broken his arm, I guess. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, they they had Ripper Owens filling in on guitar, and I'm like, wait, Ripper Owens? That's the guy that took over for um, 
Oh my God, I'm blanking on his name. I remember, yeah. Singer from Judas Priest. Huh. Yeah. I didn't know it was he based off a real person. Judas Priest and they, huh? I didn't know the movie was based around a real person. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's uh, the guy that took over for... I won't. Oh my God, why can't I think of his name? I don't know his name either, man. I wasn't a big Judas Priest fan. Rob Halford. Rob, well, that makes took sense. Took over for Rob Halford. As soon as you said it, I'm like, yeah, duh, I know that. Yeah. Um. I won't. I'm not going to say that Rockstar is a good movie, um, but I did it, sort of enjoy it for what it was, and like, um, but I won't go as far as say good movie. <laughs> well, I won't do that. <laughs> uh, but it's not on here either because it came from a different era. However, the next song on here, like, if I didn't put this on, let me put it this way: if I didn't put the next. Um, couple of songs on here i think people would have been really mad at me so i was about to say there there's one fictional band i can think of that if it doesn't end up on this list we may have a problem there's well oh shit well hopefully i got them on here we're gonna find out here's the next song see Both of you should be able to name One this of the greatest band. movies ever made. It is a great, great movie. And yes. we have talked many times about the sequel to this film, how it's a horrible movie, but we are eventually going to do an episode that are bad movies with great soundtracks, and the sequel to this film will most definitely be on that list. They shouldn't have made the sequel, but if they didn't, we wouldn't have got the great soundtrack. This, of course, is a fantastic movie from 1980, though directed by John Landis. Sam, waiting, Matt, for you to uh, tell us what the movie is. I just want to see if you put it on there. With this movie? Yeah, do you know what this movie is? Yeah. That's Blues Brothers. It's the Blues there Brothers. You go. Yes. yes. Yeah, I've seen it once Starring. and vaguely remember it. I just remember going, holy shit, that's, you know, and doing that like 30 times. John Belushi and Dan Aykroyd, like, yeah, and then every the fucking amazing yeah. musician came rolling through oh, here like, from. No, me just like pointing out all the different yeah, famous musicians so that I recognized. Good. Great that's music, funny really ass movie. I'm going to ask you guys a little piece of trivia. It's a trick question, sort of, but not really. There's a real famous scene in this where they um, have a massive car pileup with cop cars, right? (laughs) Which actually set the record for the most cars, um, like, in a car wreck in a movie. Destroyed. (laughs) Do you know what movie beat this movie? Is it the sequel? It is, by one car. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Blues Brothers 2000. Uh, had one more car, <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, so there you go. Uh, but yeah, this is this is uh, this is uh, John Belushi and and Dan Aykroyd. That's uh, Jake Blues, <laughs> Jake and L L Wood. Uh, they were actually developed, of course, as most people know, on Saturday Night Live. It was a sketch they did on there, and then you know Saturday Night Live went into sort of trying to make some of their sketches in the movies. And this is probably one of the most successful. For better or worse on some of those. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, there are some I really enjoy. Like, I love the Coneheads. You heads. got Wayne's World. I love on Wayne's the high World. Point. Coneheads. And it's Pat Cone on head. the low side. Coneheads on a big high point. <laughs> oh, yes. Bling. Yes, we need to talk about that. It's Pat. Like, that should have never love. happened. <laughs> that should have mm. never happened. It's Pat should not yeah. have ever happened. But... Uh, this yeah, this movie, on the other hand, of all time. is great. The problem with doing a sequel is, well, John Belushi died, and Dan Aykroyd sometimes gets these weird ideas. And I'm not saying that uh, um, John Goodman didn't do a great job of what 
he was given. Kind of filling in, yeah. But it's, it wasn't the same. Um, no. Just, it didn't have the same feel. It didn't have the same vibe. I will say the opening scene to the sequel is really great, though. It, and it also kind of tears you up a little bit when he's just standing outside the prison waiting for him to pull up, and he never does. <laughs> That's really kind of, you know. That being said, this film <laughs> um, uh, it's set in and around Chicago. Uh, it was filmed. Uh, the screenplay itself was written by Dan Aykroyd and John Landis. Um, uh, Universal Studios, they, there was a bidding war for this movie. And Universal Studios actually won that bidding war. Like people really wanted to make this movie, um, and they wanted to. They really wanted to take it, a, advantage of the popularity of Saturday Night Live. And of course, Belushi had just done Animal House, and it was like a massive hit. So they were like, "Hey, we, we want to bank on this." Um, the Blues Brothers um, uh, kind of went way over production cost. Um, and a lot of it was because of that car wreck scene, <laughs> just you know, yeah, and and, and having massive like stars in the movie, like lots of musicians. I'm sure they didn't, you know, I'm sure they didn't come cheap. I don't know, but um, I don't know. And what's really funny is the film was actually like not only was the production cost way over budget, but like it took like the script was delivered six months late because Aykroyd was still working on it and he couldn't quite um, get it to where they wanted it. There were a lot of rewrites done about it, um, like on the film, because I guess him and John Landis went back and forth about us, uh, about some stuff. But in the end, you know, we it got, all worked out for we the got a fucking great movie in The Blues mm-hmm. Brothers, and it's classic, and people quote it to this day. Um, my wife has a shirt that says, we're on a mission from God <laughs> that she wears all the time. It's just a great, 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 great movie, man, and and you get some awesome performances, and it is a really it, it. This is one of those moments where you watch this film, and then you're reminded that John Belushi passed away, and you're like, you start thinking about. They talk a lot about like John Belushi and John, um, um, not John Candy. John Candy obviously passed away too, but um, um, help me, guys, Chris Farley. And there's some of these guys, it's like, what would they have done if they would have, like, what would we oh have God. gotten had these guys not passed away so soon? And it, it really right. sucks because a lot of these guys consider John Belushi to be, like, one of the funniest comedians that, like, they ever knew. So it does suck, but uh, don't do drugs. Drugs yeah. are bad. John Belushi, Sam Kennison, George oh, Carlin. Oh, yeah. Oh. Jeez. <laughs> have you ever I seen those? Very quietly in the background. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it kind of makes you, like I said, it kind of makes you wonder what, like what we would have gotten from these guys had they not passed away. Cause just, I don't know, it really sucks when you think about it. And that's why I said making a sequel to this might've been a, might've been a bad idea. It just, uh, I understand where Dan Aykroyd wanted to go with it, but it just mm-hmm. wasn't, it just really wasn't going to work. But it's funny, man. You said Sam Kinison a second ago when you said, you know, he also passed away and all, do you ever see those memes where somebody will put up a picture and it's like, I can hear this picture. Oh yeah, yeah Sam Kinison is definitely the second you see it, you hear it. You know, yeah. and uh, Just hear him screaming. Yeah, he was kind of iconic, man. So, uh, I'm wondering, Matt. So we have one more band officially on the list, and then we'll talk about a couple okay. others. But I'm wondering if this next band is the this band the that I'm saying that you're saying be. has to be on this list, and I'm betting it is. Okay. But if not, well, I guess we're gonna find out in a second. Here you go. If not, part two. You're too young and I'm too well hung, but tonight I'm on a rocket 
made his day. I'm glad yes. I didn't let you down, man. Kind of uh, had to be. If I was gonna, like, there's one band that absolutely has to if, be on. If you're going to talk about fictional bands from television and movies, if you don't put Spinal Tap on that list, you're kind of fucking missing everything, right? Thank you. They yes. should probably be everybody's number one on list of fictional bands from TVs and movies. From the 1984 mockumentary film called This Is Spinal Tap. That, of course, is Spinal Tap. The movie was co-written and directed by Rob Reiner in his feature directorial debut. Uh, Spinal Tap, of course, is a fictional English heavy metal band created by American comedians and musicians Michael McKean as lead singer and co-lead guitarist David St. Hubbins, Christopher Guest as lead guitarist Nigel Tufnell, and Harry Shearer as bassist Derek Smalls. They are characterized as England's loudest band, which is like part of the running gag in the movie, right, is how loud they can get. They actually... Goes the, to 11. <laughs> such a... Like, that that whole scene is just like, like, what the fuck are you talking about? Of course this one's louder. Like, he doesn't understand. Yeah, well, it, it, it's one louder, isn't it? <laughs> like, you can quote this movie, like... In context of regular conversations most of the time. And I just want to say they're supposed to be making a sequel. They were supposed to be making a sequel. And usually I'm kind of against it. But this one, I could have seen that happening. Yeah. I I believe they are still making it. As far as I know, they it's still in discussion. Yes. I haven't heard anything in a minute. But we had the whole COVID thing and stuff. McKean guessed. The band that really toured as well. Yes, they did. And released actual albums, which is, you know. So McKean, Guest, and Shear wrote and performed all the songs for, for Spinal Tap. Well, not all, but uh, probably all, but I don't know. I shouldn't say that because I don't know if it, but most, all the songs. So they actually perform them. They actually write them. So I think that's really cool, too. They first appeared as a TV sketch in 1979. Then, of course, the movie came out in 1984. But these guys, like you just said, have actually continued to perform as Spinal Tap over the years. So, And it's it's so funny because, like, they look the part, but they're obviously parodies. They sound it, but they're obviously par- like the lyrics are nonsense and goofy, but they're actual. Like you wouldn't know that. Like they they could have just been a band. <laughs> like it would have worked. The bigger the push, the cushion, the sweeter the pushing, <laughs> or so I've been told. <laughs> Come on, some of the greatest lyrics of all time. Yeah. So you're right, Matt. They had to be on the list. I I I, I figured that's who you were talking about when you yeah. said there's one band that has to be on here. Um, but they by ha- the way, if if the actors' names sound even remotely familiar, a lot of them, if not all of them, have a lot of things to do with The Simpsons. Yeah, they have like, a lot to do with The Simpsons. They're all writers and yeah. voice actors on The Simpsons. Yeah, and you've seen them in tons of other stuff. So it's yeah. not it's not Harry like- Shearer, famously, uh, or not Harry Shearer. Christopher Guest is a uh, husband of Jamie Lee Curtis. Yep. Right. Yep. Like such a weird connection. But like, yeah, she married the guy from Spinal Tap. Right. Well, they're comedians and actors, so good. you know. Yeah. He's not. I mean, he is the guy from Spinal Tap, but <laughs> it's so weird. The whole thing's weird. Yeah. So, yes, he, they kind of had to be on the list. And like I said, of course, they were going to be my number one on the list for tonight. Yeah. That was the six main songs, uh, the six main bands we were going to talk about. I don't know if you guys out there agree with the list. If you don't agree with the list, we have a couple of honorable mentions that I want to talk about because I want to kind of get your guys' thoughts on uh, whether they should have been on this list, like the main list, or, um, you know, if you like them as honorable mentions. Uh, Two of the big ones that I wanted to bring up 
The Return of Bruno, which is a fictional character. If you guys have never seen the movie Return of Bruno, it's another kind of kind of BS Hitting art. the cruisers Sort of, yeah. It's uh it's it it discusses the rise and fall of, of a blue singer named Bruno that is played by Bruce Willis and of course he gets up and performs and plays the harmonica and everything. And there's a good chance you've heard um, his copy of Under the Boardwalk and Secret Agent Man from that movie because they're very famous. There was an oh, album yes. album yeah. released and everything. My the other dad one has it. Does he? Had it. Uh, Stu has it on vinyl. Stu and I were actually yeah. fans and we watched uh, the documentary and everything. And another one, of course, was Kid Video. Almost made the list. And uh, if you guys remember the cartoon Kid Video, Never heard of it. Kid Video. Yeah. Nope. Yeah, it's a real. It was a cartoon where a band called Kid Video. Gets pulled into. Um, oh yes, okay, yeah. And um, ringing a bell. It is actually it is a fictional band because they're not real. But Robbie Wrist is one of the members of the band, so I always thought that was kind of cool. So Robbie Wrist, that you guys may know as uh, from is that a cousin Oliver, cousin Oliver from the Brady Bunch fame. Yes, Robbie Wrist. He's also a musician. Pulled that know, one. I don't out know if he knew that, God. but. Um, so those were some. The, the, don't worry, we have more. <laughs> I, I was also say I got I got a few. That, I also uh, are strictly from TV shows. I came really. Yeah, we'll, we'll see if I have a couple on here. See if there were ones you're uh, thinking of. I also uh, was hard pressed not to put Buckaroo Banzai and the Hong Kong Cavaliers on this because I absolutely love bu- uh, Bucker the Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai across the Eighth Dimension from 1984, which stars Peter Weller as Buckaroo Banzai the the guitarist, uh, Perfect Tommy, uh, saxophonist, Reno, Nevada, uh, drummer, Pecos, keyboardist, New Jersey, who was played by Jeff Goldblum, um, and their guitarist, Pinky Crothers, uh, who was Billy Vera of the actual band Billy Vera and the Beaters, who you guys might remember as, what would you think I would say at this moment? Right? No? Okay, cool. Um, and then two more that um, were mentioned, of course, Zack Attack. <laughs> yep, that was one of them. Um, yep. This was the the fictional band that Zack dreams about in a documentary episode of Saved by the Bell, hosted by Casey Kasem. Um, and, of course, Jesse and the Rippers. Of course, you know, Jesse yep, and the that Rippers was one. to be on there as well. So these were some of the bands that I considered putting on the list that got left off, bumped for the other six. Who were some of the guys you guys had thought about that did not make the list? Josie and the Pussycats. Yeah, uh, yeah. So we had yeah. a we had a shout out on um, Twitter of uh, the Archies. The Archies yeah. should have made the list, which yeah. um, of course the Monkeys were brought up a couple of times by different people. So Matt, you said you had a couple of bands though. Uh, there was one that I, I think is uh, along the lines of Zach Attack, except uh, more of a prolific career. Um, cause Zach attack was just like one episode, but, uh, California dreams, they were a whole series. That was a series, but, uh, they brought yeah. Zach attack back for the new saved by the bell, by the way. They did. Yeah. And I didn't also, watch it, but... uh, if I, I think I told you guys about it, they actually made showgirls, uh, part of the saved by the bell canon. That's messed up. <laughs> Yeah, they did. That yeah. is really messed up, man. <laughs> yeah. It, there's an episode where Jesse Spano talks about her time in Vegas as a showgirl. Oh, my God. That is messed up. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I believe it's in season two. Maybe? Yeah. yeah, I, yeah. Have probably, I think I watched the first few episodes of season one. And just it's already been canceled. I actually it. enjoyed it. I, I couldn't get into I, it. but Yeah. Yeah. 
What are you going to do? I've actually met uh, the entire cast of Saved by the Bell at one point in time. Really? I was about to say Showgirls, but yeah. yeah. Well, uh, I, I actually do have. Okay, so this is a weird side tangent. So you met um, Mark Paul Gosselin? There's, yeah, that's like, cool. He's they did like, a mall tour. I really like him as an yeah. actor. I think he's, this was like during the height of Saved Holy by the Bell shit! Too. You met Tiffany Amber Thiessen. Yes, I did. You lucky son of a bitch. And uh, Stu's cousin Dustin. Yeah, and, well, well. Lisa, yeah. you met Lisa Tuttle. Actually, Turtle. But yes. Um, she okay. actually, I don't know how this you happened. Fucking correct me. But she was. On my show. Yeah, she was it. hot, but but she was nowadays hot. she's not. She's yeah. been through some shit. She's yeah. been on. She um, was on the new series too, though. Uh yeah yeah, yeah briefly they brought her back on yeah but yeah somehow like through like a family friend we like met um I can't think of her name Lark Voorhees yeah like just like at her aunt's house or something like she was over there and we were invited to come meet her that's really weird really strange so yeah Matt was, you le- you have a weird life yeah. yeah like Matt talks about shit and I'm like that doesn't happen to anybody but you yeah like he's like yeah you know freaking van pulled up outside my school and started giving everybody fucking copies of Slipknot, Slipknot and Serge yeah. Cola. <laughs> like, what the hell kind of town do you live yeah, in? I'd like the Forrest Gump of this podcast. Uh, <laughs> that would have been Lee Summit, Missouri. Yeah. <laughs> the Forrest Gump. Um, <laughs> like, we just see video of him shaking hands with Lark Voorhees, and he's like, well, that's all I got to say about that. I got to go yeah. pee. <laughs> Wearing a fanny pack with a mullet. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that was the, that was an office reference, by the way. Just, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, you're not wrong. I've had a very strange life. You have had I'm a very just, strange life, my friend. Yeah. Very strange life. So I just I I try to say yes to a lot of things, and yeah, it's kind of how I am too. Just like, I have weird experiences as a result. I mean, I have cool so. experiences, but I don't meet Lark oh, yeah. Voorhees Voorhees at her aunt's house. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't happen to me. <laughs> Oh God! So, are there any other bands, like fictional bands, you guys think uh, can think of that should have been on the list, or anybody that we missed uh, for the time yeah, being? I, I mean, can't I, think of any. There Jim are Jim and the Holograms. Jim and the Holograms was brought up a lot. Um, well, they that, were truly, truly outrageous. They were, yeah. and of course, if you're going to do Jim and the Holograms, you got to go with the Misfits as well. You know. Yes. So, yeah, that was one that probably should have been on the list. Um, they were kind of a, a huge one in the '80s, to, if you think about it and stuff. So, um, Cold Slither. Uh, G.I. Joe. Yes, thank you. I can sing the song. Yeah, like, okay. We're cold <laughs> slither. You'll be slither. joining us soon. A band of vipers singing our tune. <laughs> Sounded way wow. better than the G.I. Joe band. That they had <laughs> That's right. At the end, they had yeah. their own band. They just played the G.I. Joe. They just played the G.I. Joe theme song. <laughs> yeah. So would the Cybertronic Spree count? No, they're a real band. Yeah, I'm they're, just saying they became a, f- a real band. They Did were, the Transformers ever actually? Oh, I get what you're saying. So you're saying the Transformers created a band called Cybertronic? Uh-huh. Like, I'm following you. Yeah. yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> He's like, no, man, no. <laughs> 
Uh, I think you're supposed to yes and not uh, no, Sorry. but uh, no. <laughs> For all of you out there in listening land, though, let us know. Let us know who you would have added to the list. Let us know if you agree with our choices, if you disagree with our choices, and and if there's a band. There are a couple. The Stains. I thought about putting on here. Um, if you've never seen the movie, um, oh god, was it the Fabulous Stains? Is that what it's called? Something like that. It's an '80s movie about a punk rock uh, girl band. They, uh, they, I considered adding them to the list. There were, there were more, but we really kind of stuck with the the big hitters. Um, probably the least big hitter on that list was the commitments. But I really wanted to make sure that people knew about that film if they did not. Oh, it's a great, it's a really great good movie. movie. So. You gotta check it out. So, um, but if you guys have suggestions or people you think we should have put on or or you know got left off, let us know. You can do that by writing us. It's your mixtape podcast at gmail dot com. Uh, we're also on Twitter, which we mentioned earlier, and Instagram and Facebook, which is Tapeworms, fans of the Mixtape Podcast, which has been growing a little bit lately, which is always a good time. Just um, like a tapeworm should. <laughs> growing like a tapeworm should. Um, but yeah, let us know. Let us know your thoughts. Um, let us know some of your experiences growing up with some of this stuff. You know, like, I was always one of those people that, like, Jesse and the Rippers... <laughs> I always thought it was like a dumbass name for a band. So I was watching Full House. I was like, to me, this is some nerdy writer's idea of a cool sounding band name. Yeah. And then they used to play in the Smash Club, which was also some nerdy writer's idea of a cool club yeah. name. Like yeah. it was just. That sounds like a really cool metal band, a metal venue. Yeah, we call it the Smash Club. And Jesse like, and the, the Rippers. Vi- you know, it's like the Viper Room. That's a real place, though. We can't put them in the Viper Room. We've got to do the Smash Club. You know, I should save it for next episode because um, we talked about Kokomo. I see we keep coming back to the Beach Boys because John Stamos, famously obsessed with the Beach Boys, but he's in the music video for Kokomo. Yes, he is. Uh, Side note about Jesse and the Rippers. Back when I worked at uh, Musician's Friend, the warehouse, Mm -hmm. um, one of the guys that I worked with, had started a Jesse and the Rippers tribute band called Rippin' Ass, a tribute to Jesse and the Rippers. And, uh, yeah. There couldn't have been that, that many songs. Real... Did they just play Forever uh, by the Beach Boys? Yeah. <laughs> they, did, they didn't have that many songs, did they? And yeah, I think all they was, did was, great, I think all they did was cover songs, if I'm not mistaken. Might have been. So it's yeah, a, he, it's he a, it's a cover Jesse band based on a cover band. <laughs> That's kind of yeah. awesome. <laughs> it was like a weird Inception type thing. It's kind of yeah, great. Yeah, the best yeah. part was he put up flyers where it was just John Stamos and his full Uncle Jesse mulleted glory kind wearing a t-shirt that said ripping ass. That's pretty it. That's pretty great, man. Yeah. Well, I think there's a tribute band to Zack Attack, too, now that you mentioned it. So doing my research, I kept stumbling across it. So I think there's a... Oh, my God. So weird. So. Um, but there you go. Friends forever on a loop. <laughs> Just one song over and over yeah. again. Um, but there you go. That's what that's, about uh, a? Um, oh my god! Speaking of Full House, yeah. Uh, Stephanie had had the band with her friend where they only played the sign. I don't. By, uh, Ace of Base. I believe you. Wow. I I actually was not a fan of Full House, but I've seen most of it. Even though I they never brought it back in Fuller much. House too. I hated that show. Yeah. I know I'm going to get a lot of hate from the Full House Love people out there, but I, oof, oof, <laughs> oof. <laughs> it was rough for me, but hey, you know, whatever, so, um, yeah, so there you go, <laughs> that's all I got, um, 
we will have the bonus episode. It'll probably probably be up tomorrow. Um, you should listen to it. Um, so I don't know if you guys have kind of noticed the way things have kind of uh, have shifted. We want to still talk about movies and stuff, and that's all going to be done through um, Twisted Kids when we release them. Which, by the way, you are always welcome to suggest Twisted Kid films. In fact, I would occasionally love to do one that was a Twisted Kid movie that, from an audience member, not from one of us yes. that, that twisted them. Yeah. As a, and if we haven't and if seen you're her, willing, we could uh, have you come on and talk about or it. Or at least drop us a, a quick you know, little voicemail letting yeah. us know your thoughts on it. It's even more uh, fun when we haven't seen it. I will warn you that... Wait, is it? <laughs> yeah, because it's a new experience for us. Yeah, it's true, totally. True. And I will warn it's you, a, though. It's a weird surprise. Kevin being aside... Um, which we will we will uh, I'll explain that, but Kevin is a little different than Matt and I, and that a lot of these movies Kevin hasn't seen. Matt and oh, I, yeah. however, have seen a lot of them, so it is always yeah. crazy when like one like Street Trash comes along that we're like, nope, never seen it. Um, there's a lot of movies Matt hasn't seen, but those are all mainstream stream movies. He's seen all the yeah. really weird ones. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so. like literally, I have not seen Top Gun until yesterday. Yeah, like. Well, Should have seen it by now, probably. No. To be honest, I haven't seen Top Gun. Yeah, you guys aren't. You can go ahead and pass. Yeah. Unless you just really want to see. That's you know, the impression that I Val Kilmer got of that movie. Making yeah. weird facial gestures at Tom Cruise for no reason. I, I'm more. Well, right. I mean, didn't he have a stroke? I mean, he's kind of. I mean, he did now, but at the time. Dude. No, oh, he, didn't, oh, he didn't have a stroke. Oh, Val yeah. Kilmer. No, yeah, he yeah. didn't have a stroke. He had uh, throat that's cancer. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. he's doing yeah. really well, actually. So um, oh, that's good. There's a yeah, there's a documentary. Uh, there's a documentary called Val, which I do recommend. It's because I guess for most of his life he filmed stuff when he was on sets and stuff on VHS, and he they compiled it all together and show like his life. And he was a really very cool, very interesting guy, um, and very much a kind of a we'll say kind of ha- has a little bit of a hippie vibe to him, man. It, it, hmm, yeah. he was, he's a really interesting dude and I know he's got some part in the Willow series that's coming out that's what I've heard I just don't know how large of a part and I know that he has some part in Maverick too just, I've I, heard I don't, that as well I don't know how large I don't know if I'll go see it but yeah. I hear it's really good though dude I really do I hear yeah. it's actually a pretty good movie yeah I heard, so, yeah, I heard the same thing so I mean I'm a completist so I'll probably see it I'll probably watch time, it I'm, I'm not gonna I won't go to the theater and see it I'll just watch it at home yeah so well, guys, yeah. um, again, we'll have the bonus episode coming out, and then we have the, the following episode after that will actually be with uh, my old man. We have a couple of interviews lined up here uh, coming really soon with some really cool people, so we've hinted at those a lot, and they are coming up very soon. We're looking forward to that. Um, and more mixtape episodes. We actually have a bunch of those planned, so be looking for those. We love yeah. to hear your ideas and your thoughts. If there's something you think we should do a show on, let us know that as well. Fire it over, email us, or tweet us, or drop us an instagram or whatever and let us know your thoughts and uh we will discuss it here and there's a good chance we'll probably either do it or some version of it and uh yeah so again visit our sponsors check out matt and uh when he's on that episode of not a bomb but go over and check out not a bomb anyway talking about congo congo yeah michael Crichton. i read that book man michael Crichton's book book about the lost city of zinge Mm. It's a really good book. The gorillas that protect it. And I recommend the book. Um, Amy does not speak in the book. She just does sign language. Amy. Yeah. Amy, good gorilla. (laughs) 
And what you can't Amy see want. Green drop drink. is I'm doing yeah. the hand motions. <laughs> so was I. <laughs> That's really good. You got to bring that up to him and ask him if they're like, are you guys doing that every time you do an Amy voice? Um, oh, we're going to be on, we're going to be on zoom. So, oh, I'll, so I'll they'll see you them do it. mock jerking yeah. off in the background. <laughs> <laughs> mock. <laughs> and that's why we don't do video yet. Um, that's what we've been working on. It's not the actual video quality. We just need to make sure none of us are doing anything in the background. <laughs> Guys, we got to keep working on it. Uh, Quit but picking yes. your nose, Matt. You're on camera. I think that is all I have for you guys for today. Um, guys, thank you for listening. We really appreciate it. And remember, until next we speak, always stay awesome. awesome. So it's like yes. he's squeezing it. So it's like both sides are kind of popped out. That might be kind of cool. Yeah.